Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast, because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Very good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA Podcast on wearecavan.com. We're going to be looking ahead to the Drumlin Derby. It's uh, Cavan against Monaghan. It's the biggest derby in Gaelic football. I don't think anybody across the country could disagree with that. And we're going to join by one man who grew up in the shadow of... Um, actually, two men who grew up in the shadow of Monaghan, right right next door to Monaghan clubs, and, and both have a, a, a burning desire to get one better. Well, one definitely does, and the other kind of... Has thrown his loyalties a little bit over to the left hand side. Ah, he's a half man. He's a half a Monaghan man. It's Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celtic, Michael Hannan, the Bally Bay man here <laughs> to the <laughs> left hand side. I take umbrage with that, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Bally Bay, but the <laughs> man bit. <laughs> um, yeah, lads. I'm going to text Druzer now. Druzer. <laughs> Tell him to read my article in the Celt this week. We'll, we'll start with Drew Wiley. Now, me and you have had discussions before, Michael, about Drew Wiley, and I've been saying that he's on the on, on a downhill slope at the minute and has been probably since Conor Harrison um, spun well, him last around. Year he, last year he had a very good year. Last year he had a good year. Not a very good year. Not by his standards. Sound like but, Dunphy now. But, <laughs> but like... Look at his last two games. He's he's conceded one ten in his last two games. He has to be he has to be at the minute lacking confidence. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen any of their, their last couple of games. So, uh, who who did he concede one ten to? Peter Hart scored one six, and Tommy well, no, Walsh P- scored P- four points. All from play. Tommy Walsh's was three marks, three attacking marks, which for me is as good as from play. Peter Hart was three well, points it, from freeze. It's one three from open play. Now the the, the mark is that's a, a change in the game right there, like you know. So, yeah. but it's still a rule that's going to be there when we play them at the weekend. Yeah, I know, but we I don't mean, it was not going to be there in the <laughs> summer, like, and it won't be there next summer. It's three years before it can come in, right? I no, right? I thought it was. I think it can come in next year's championship. Can it not? Oh no, sorry, you can't. You're right because it's Congress of 2020 when they can make a decision for 2021. Yeah, yeah you're right. But either so way, Drew, Drew could. I, I don't know what age Drew. He's is. lucky. He's bloody lucky. He's not coming in this summer because. Yeah, but a lot, a, a, lot of, a lot of defenders are very lucky. It's not coming in. Like it, it's it's a complete change in in uh, you you. It, it doesn't matter if you're a brilliant tackler. Suddenly, it's whether or not you're a brilliant marker. Yeah. And. Do you know, like different players have different different attributes. And one of Drew's thing is Drew is a brilliant tackler. Like if he can, he's so physically strong in the tackle that he that's how he gets a lot of turnovers. Right. right. So, <coughs> look, it's I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't. He did good year last year. I wouldn't be. Yeah, uh, I think you're being overly critical on him. Well, he would he, he well tends to win, he tends to winter well anyway. So I mean, he I wouldn't be expecting to see him see him playing any near or near so his his peak conditioning or peak level until my later my on point the summer, anyway. my point was that this weekend he's vulnerable. He's a weakness in the Monaghan team if he plays. 
you know, with the mark, with the current conditions, with the fact that he's wintered well, whatever you want to take it on, there's an opportunity to get at him. Would you agree? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, pretend you're not playing with Bally Bay this summer and, 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 and tell us your honest opinion. If he gives his honest opinion, he won't be playing with Bally Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you think, Paul? Am I right or wrong? Um, well, first of all, I have to say, I thought your preview was excellent. It was ha- very hard hitting. And yeah, you were particularly hard on Drew Wiley. But, I mean, you will say hard but fair. I haven't seen enough of him, to be honest. I hold him in the highest regard as a full-back. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he, he's as good a full-back as been around in a long time. And I do think that his... I remember when he got that bit of a... like it, It's a mark of what a good player he was, he was, that we can nearly remember the game that he got the roasting in. It was such a surprise that, that Connor Harrison kind of got the true, better yeah. of him a couple of times. Probably did rattle him a bit. But, I mean, he's one of these sort of totemic figures that he's nearly iconic at this stage. He's a tower of strength, and he comes driving out with the ball. He was even coming up getting scores last year. I think you were being a bit harsh on him last year. He wouldn't have been known to get a point, like, and he was getting points last year. But, okay, maybe, possibly, he's vulnerable. He's vulnerable against Tommy Walsh and maybe vulnerable against Peter Hart. But do, we, but do we have Tommy Walsh or Peter Hart? But they're, they're such different players. Like It's not as if it was two style Tommy Walsh players that, that got the better of him. Peter Hart was coming out around the, the middle toward the field, joining the tax late, you know, and, and Drew was left with the decision, well, do I follow him, do I not? A very, very different role than Tommy Walsh staying inside, winning aerial ball and winning kick passes coming in by either movement or by by just brilliant physical strength that he could catch the ball over Drew Wiley's head. So it the the fact that there was two completely different contrasting style of footballer that got the better of him in the space of two weeks that that's where I'm reading more into it than anything. Do you think it's a good point, Michael? <laughs> well, I, ha- I didn't see the Peter Hart thing at all, so I've absolutely no no. I can visualise to- the, the Tommy Walsh scenario, but I didn't see the, see the Peter Hart game, right. the throne game. So I, I can't really like Peter Hart was 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 out the field in the Cavan match. I mean, he might have been wearing number fourteen, but oh, he, yeah, exactly. So yeah. He he's playing. Near, he c- he comes out and plays nearly as a third midfielder, or yeah. It was the well, same role. Speaking he played. of Peter Hart, I, feel, I seem to remember oh, geez, in, this, this, up. in this exact studio <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Peter Hart was being mentioned from that side of the table, and, and it wasn't in a very complimentary way. And yeah. the gist of it was that it was a done deal. Martin Riley will destroy Peter Hart next. But Martin, Martin, and Peter didn't match up. No, but uh, they didn't match up. But so Peter, so Peter I'm Hart's a lot better than Martin that evening. He, he was okay. Yeah, I, I look at the odd time I get it wrong. <laughs> First time. <laughs> and if Drew Wiley has <laughs> a man of the match performance, there'll be no podcast I'll next week. So. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get Drew Wiley to come in here and sit down for a chat with you, David. <laughs> once, yeah, he, he, once, he works he's, in, once he's sitting down, I'll be all right. Yeah. He, he works here in Cavan anyway. So Does he? Yeah. Didn't know that. So. Jeez, if I hadn't known that, I wouldn't have wrote it. <laughs> Um, right, he'll have read it. We'll, 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 Somebody we'll will have presented the, the Anglo Cell to him this week, and he will have seen and, it. And if they haven't, no doubt you will. <laughs> I will now. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, where 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 can Calvin get at at Monaghan, Michael? <coughs> Full back, dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, that's a good good question. Uh, <coughs> Look, I don't know if they can get at them at their kick-out, but they have to try and get at them at the kick-out. Kevin have a good return on, on opposition kick-out so far in the year. They have, yeah. And I, I have to, I, I'll, I'll have to give uh, tap me, tip me hat here to K- Killian Clark. Like, 
I wouldn't have ever given him much uh, much credit for for being a, a feeler of the ball or being a great kind of disruptor of kickouts or anything like that. You know, like I can see that he's great on the ground, superb athlete in terms of covering ground and all that kind of stuff. But I've been really impressed with him uh, on, on attacking opposition kickouts and even attacking cabin kickouts as well. Something that I've never never really seen in this game before. Uh, so y- y- can they can they get it? Well, is, look. It's never a, a one-man thing, you know. It, uh, like yeah. when you go to uh, get the, the begging kick out, um, t- I can tell you now it's a conundrum that we've had in Bally Bay for, <laughs> for 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 years. Looking at at this kick out, if you try to press it man to man, begging, eventually the Monaghan players get closer and closer to him, and he just hit bypasses everybody because he's got such outrageous length on his kick out, and he'll find someone uh, beyond the press. So. If if you go if you step off, he's happy to hit it to the cornerback, and then he'll come out and play as a as a as a, as an extra defender, and you know they'll create an overlap very quickly, and off they go from 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 the back. That's one thing the modern players have, the modern defence have. It's all these lads that like to give and go, give and go, and run hard, like like Carl O'Connell and Ryan Ryan Wiley and all these boys uh, can can get a lot of pace and momentum into the ball early on and work it up the field. So. <coughs> The the key is to make Began kick it somewhere. I either you you have your whole team set up to let him kick it short, and then you're going to press, or you're going to have it that he's going to kick it long, and you're going to disrupt it when it's in the middle third somehow. It's a it's a. Is, is I'm I'm absolutely fascinated to see what way Cavan approaches this because this is their only chance. Even is there a ten minute spell in the game where they're going to say let's do this for ten or fifteen minutes. See how 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 much uh, we can disrupt the, this kick out. Like just to say, well, we now we have an idea of what we might do come the championship. Um, like uh, they might not do it the whole way through the game, right? But they might just say, lads, let's just say that the f- ten minutes at the start of the second half, or the ten minutes at the start of the first half, or the twenty minutes, or whatever it is, we're going to have one plan, and we're going to see whether or not this works. And if it works, we're going to we're going to be using it come the championship. Uh, would would the Kerry plan that that they don't against? Um, against Dublin, I think it's two years ago where they put well, three they, they banks <laughs> of four and and two their two full back line come up to the half back line. Essentially, you know, abandon a full back line, but just go a massive zonal press. Would would it work on Beggins? <coughs> well, y- yeah, it will to a certain certain degree. Like, I mean, you have to accept. Sometimes what, what what he does is he does this long one and he has Kieran Hughes there floating la- late, coming very late behind everyone else and just flicking the ball onto a runner. So you have to be prepared for 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 that uh, possibility too. It's about it's about it's about trying to compact that you can't uh, press too high up the field. You can't leave yourself exposed behind because they have ways of getting the ball over the press. Uh, and all it takes is if if you do that, which Kerry did, and I'm I'm a fan of that, by the way. Mm. I and I I like the idea of what Cavan did against Tyrone in the last five minutes, where they sent Raymond Galligan up, like you know, especially against that breeze. Like um, Niall Morgan was able to go short with his kickouts or find a man because Cavan were a man down against uh, against Tyrone, and then Tyrone had this, had an overlap and they were able to work the ball up against the breeze. So, Cavan, you could see, were trying to zonally press. Everybody was no, nobody was on their man. They were all hedging their bets, kind of stepping away, stepping away, saying that, well, if, if we force them to go into the middle third, we're all off our players, so we should be the first to the breaking ball. Then they got sent Raymond Gallagher, but 
that couldn't work while they were a man down, right? They had, there was always a spare thrown man floating around. But they sent Raymond Gallagher up. And, like, if if that ball goes out against the breeze and they don't win it, it's still a long way for the opposition to have to work the ball from the halfway line up to the other. You should be able to scramble, like, have scramble defence to get someone to cover from the weak side to get over to act as a pseudo-goalkeeper. Uh, so I, I, I was in favour. And it was noticeable Cavan really, when they pushed Raymond Gallagher up, next thing they won three kick-outs in a row. And they kicked three points in a row. Mackie got the got the points in a row. Like so, I I I'm a fan of seeing them do that and develop that. Uh, I I think that's the way the game of Gaelic football is going. But I think what we're going to see is we're going to see more athletic players in goals, people who are nearly like a nearly like a midfielder, nearly like a, a real cornerback or someone that can step out and do a role well, out the field. That Morgan plays out the field for his club. Cluxon plays out the field for his club. <laughs> yeah, that's. Like, that that could be the role, really. That, that's that's where the game is probably going to go because it's a it's about creating creating um, you know outnumbering the opposition in areas of the field. However, you want to do that. Paul, would you be a fan of seeing keepers come out from their goal line and get involved in in play? I know you're a big fan of Niall Morgan's. It's not that I'm not a big fan, <laughs> but I, I watched um, Dublin and Mayo. Uh, defer- was it Mayo? The Mayo? Sorry, was it the Mayo game? Yeah, it was in Crow Park. I watched the deferred cover. Sorry, what was no, it? No, no, Tyrone. Tyrone and Monaghan. Tyrone and Monaghan. The, Monin, Monin, the yeah. deferred coverage of it. Yeah. Coming up to half time, uh, Monaghan sat back and Tyrone had to basically let Tyrone have the ball outside the 45. Right, Monaghan were down a player. They were, they were down a player and Monaghan weren't pushing up to really engage with them and Tyrone were quite happy to play the ball around. Yeah. A couple, it was a the, the Abbey St. Pat's Manorah <laughs> scenario. It kind of was for a few minutes, maybe three minutes or so. Up comes Morgan. And it was going nowhere. It was clearly going nowhere. You could have had 10 more bodies there. It was making no odds. Up comes Morgan to take a couple of hand passes and hand pass them around. I was like, get back to the goals, you bollocks, yeah. <laughs> so why are you coming up here just to be seen? That kind of bothered me. Yeah. But and at that point, your wife was saying, why are you shouting at telly? <laughs> but no, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it's the way the game is going. Yeah. I think it's it's the, the, the leash goalkeeper is brilliant at it. Absolutely. At, at the moment, keepers are coming up and there's no structure or thought to what what are we doing if a keeper comes up to the halfway line it's just uh, off the cuff it, it's when it gets to the point well look if everybody is sitting back we are going to bring the keeper up and then that means we can have players here 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 and it, we will outnumber them in somewhere in the area in the field create an overlap and somebody will put the ball over the bar from 35 meters or something like that mm. that like that even even from open so where we've seen keepers come up and come out more often than not is when their team goes a player down but do you think it's something we're going to see it's more 100% of? hundred percent from open play. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, th- I think so, and I think it's it's, a, it's, it's an unutilized asset. It's like if when you press in basketball, right? If you're pressing a, a, an inbound ball in basketball, you will overcommit men up the field, just like Kerry did, right? That was took from a basketball court, and the whole idea is <clears throat> the the time it takes them while the ball has to travel up the court, it has to travel through the air, and that gives players time to get back into position. So, <clears throat> yes. Mm. You know, if the if they beat the press, you're at, at risk. But if they beat the press, it's still it's still a difficult job to, to to finish under pressure. There is pressure still coming, and then within two seconds or three seconds, all five men will be back anyway. So yeah, like I mean, it's it yeah. it, it, it's, it makes complete sense to me on, on one level. Well, if you do it in a basketball so court, you're sure you can do it on a football pitch where where it's yeah, a big. It's, scale. it's high risk, high reward. Yes, it is high risk. It is high reward. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before. Well, I know that the Spittle goalkeeper got caught out in the club. 
in the club semi-finals where he came up and got blocked right. down and someone put it in the net for 50 yards but that's going to happen in a big a big intercounty game soon yeah yeah I think I mean, Conor Miner was trying to catch uh, Morgan out in the second half in, uh, now his shot just didn't go to go to plan but he tried to punt one in but it just that went came well off a, that came off a kick out Connor yeah. jumped up, caught a kick out. Yeah, it was and an awful decision. It, it, Keep, keeper wasn't that far no, off his line. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. like he, he, they dispossessed the keeper in the forty-five, and it was. Yeah, yeah. He, he was. He was. <coughs> the last time I saw a cab player bit. doing that was against their own as well. Any takers? Oh, Jason Riley in Jason the two thousand and one final. final. Two thousand and one. He tried to lob uh, Big McConnell and goals mm, for yeah. round. Nearly came off. That came off with a one. Mm. Yeah, but that um, was different. It was a quick free. Quick free. Yeah, very much so. So tell me, so you're reckoning for Cavan to win the game, they have to, they have to, they have, have to win the kickouts of Monaghan. Yeah, and even have one eye in the championship, they have to look to disrupt the kickout for some period of time. Um, it's such a big part of Monaghan tend to launch attacks with, with their, uh, with their kickout. You know, it's it's not just a case of them getting the ball back in play. Sometimes they actually launch an, an attack. Uh, you know, it's it's two kicks and the ball is over the bar kind of job, you know. So one of them being begging kick, <laughs> kicking the ball out. So yeah, <coughs> I I I, de- I I'm really intrigued to see what's gonna happen between the two teams on the day in terms of the kick out because like if Cavan if Cavan can win their own kick out too and disrupt Monaghan's like I feel the two teams are relatively even matched. Hmm. Okay? And if it comes down to who is the most ball who like whoever gets the most ball will will probably win it. So I think if you look back over the years, that's been the case, except that Monaghan have probably had Conor McManus and he's been maybe a cut above what, what everybody else in the field, you know. So yeah. other than that, I think the teams are, are, have been relatively even matched. Mm. That brings yeah. me on to my next point. Uh, you know the answer to this, Damon, but I'll ask you, Mickey. Off the top of your head, so I want a quick answer here. Oh, here we go, right. How many players... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so move, move on. How many, how many players have started all... Oh. <laughs> How many players have started all five league games for Cavan? This year? Mm. Quick, 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 quick. Oh, Raymond Galligan. No, I uh, don't need oh, a number. A, a k- <laughs> seven, eight. Tell him, David. Eleven. Eleven players have started all five league games. And Paul and Graham. Twelve, twelve have started four out of well, the five. Paul Graham came on in the first game. Played all games at Played all, all the games. Started all four since. <coughs> so, like, that's a very settled Cavan team. I haven't seen that in the stuff. For the new, a new manager coming in and. He is trying fellas out, but it's an extremely settled Cavan side. They've tw- basically twelve starters for the whole for the whole league to date. Mm. Kieran Callahan Electrical, shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone zero four nine four three three zero double one. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, uh, like the talk is around, I know you were speaking to Mickey Graham earlier on in the week, Paul, but and I think he was putting cold water on the Grodin McKernan talk. Well, I wouldn't say that, but what he, 
I rang him and he answered the phone and I said hello and he said Grove's not playing <laughs> it was close enough to that. No, that's a joke but it, it, the first question I asked him was was kind of about injuries and he, he was very quick to tell me Grove wasn't near fit um, and I thought it, he, he wanted to get that out there I thought maybe I'm wrong your say, nickname is Big S <laughs> I think Monaghan are going to are going to probably be preparing for Grove to feature at some stage. I mean, yeah, I they'll, they'll know what's going on. Same I way, think they should. I think Drew Wiley's having nightmares about Grove. <laughs> Maybe. But Mickey made the point to me about the, about the Tyrone game, and I thought it was an insight into his, how he's been thinking generally. He said it's very hard to get up for every single game. He says over, let's say, a seven-game league. He said the likes of Dublin can do it maybe because of a big panel. They have an awful lot of competition. They can bring in different fellas, rest a fella, drop a fella if, they ne- if needs be. Mm. Other big counties can do it. And other counties are used to the cut and thrust of Division 1. But So like, if Monaghan are to win a game in Division 1, it's no big deal. They've won loads of them. If Ka- For Cavan to win a game in Division 1 is massive. Apart from, we've only beaten Roscommon and, Ma- and Mayo in Division 1 in in donkey's years we haven't even been in division one the interesting oh, yeah, thing me, oh, sorry, yeah. the interesting thing though for me is that like Monaghan I still believe that they picked up their victories in division one by being up for the games by always always appearing to be up for the games yeah like. there's that too but I just thought it, was, it, it gave an insight into the way Mickey was thinking because if he's saying right we need to be up for every game uh, that's why he's playing such a, a such a consistent start and selection. He obviously sees right. This is my team basically at the moment. This is my twelve best players. So eighty percent of my starting team. So he's tinkering maybe with the other sort of fringe players, but he's trying to play this whole team. And he was saying that it's very very hard to get up for all the games. He said he was talking to some fella from Tyrone, a member of the Tyrone panel, and even he was saying like they find out sometimes that. And but you get you get ruthlessly exposed if you're if you're a weaker team say coming in there, so. From that point of view, I can see why he's playing such a steady team all the time. It's like he's trying. It's like he's trying to. It's a balancing act when he's trying to win games, but he's also trying to to bring in lads. But he's only got that tiny little window of a couple of positions because he wants to nail that. He, he doesn't want to take a risk and leave off an established player, bring someone else in because he needs to win every game or try and win every game. And he was saying that they put in four big performances. He said, "Okay, they only got one result," but he said they really were mm. really up for it worked so hard for those four games and put in big big shift on the field, didn't get the results in three of them. And he said they were just lethargic, he, t- he felt against their own, even though he said they were in a good place at half-time. Would you agree? I thought they played very well in the first half. Yes, so did I. I thought they, they they played exceptionally well against that breeze, because it was an absolute gale. Yeah. And if Killian Clark hadn't got, got the second yellow at the start of the second half, I would have I, I would have been backing them to... to to take even, well pro- even after the two points that Throne had got at that point had they had they got two points yeah. before Killian Clark yeah Killian Clark got yeah, the yellow in the, the third they came out and got two quick points yeah. and then the, which and then Killian Clark got a yellow and then it ran off yeah. but well, well, I, I, I that win we would have could have pulled back two I points thought it, I, I thought it was a six or seven point win right that's that's yeah. why right, they were six up by the time and Killian then that, Clark that would have made it six yeah so would I still be back? <laughs> Maybe not, not as heavily. But I, I, yeah. I, I was so confident, and that's I, I, w- I haven't, I've never watching Cavan play Tyrone. I've never felt that way. Uh, you know, oh, I felt that way two years ago. <laughs> twenty, twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen, up in Oma. Sorry, uh, was no, it the reverse? No, no sorry. Cavan were ahead that time. It was, it was a brilliant first, first half. half and a very yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. we'd win it. So yeah. Ka- you thought Cavan were going to hold on? 
I thought Cavan were going to hold on that day. I I didn't because I, I was looking at that going. If Tyrone pressed this kick out, Cavan, Cavan, and that's end up. And that's what happened. That's what they it, couldn't uh, get the ball they, out. They threw your man on um, the wee fella, Bradley. That's right. And he kicked what four points or something, and the ball was absolutely penned into the into the forty Cavan forty five. The kick out. Remember one kick I went out and it blew back inside yeah. the forty five. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I I thought I thought we were going to win that day. I thought we were in such a good position. We talk position. about talk about Roscommon being a bogey team. Like their own are the ultimate bogey team. Haven't beaten them in the championship since eighty three. We've beaten them twice in the McKenna Cup this century, and haven't beaten them in the league since the nineties. And we played them a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in the Cup and everything we seem to play them almost every year but Monaghan like, are getting to be a bogey team now as well yeah like confidence I think is an issue with, with the Cavan panel digging back into it because I thought we were competitive in the first four games and then second half against Tyrone I know Mickey was saying to Paul that, that he thought it was tiredness or they were a bit lethargic I, I think it has to be a belief issue because it's not physical. They're, they're physically fit enough. Yeah, I, 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 I would question maybe like when you have those couple of injuries that they have, we've talked about Groad, uh, Keevan Riley as well. I'd question whether the, the quality is necessarily there at the moment, maybe on the subs bench. That could be a factor why we've seen only 11 players are starting every game. And yeah. Do you know, like... Uh, can you imagine if you were throwing Keevin on at the end of some of those games, uh, or if he'd started and someone someone else was coming on? Do you know, like I just or Garoud, let's say, coming back on uh, at at this stage. So they haven't had a full hand to to. Now no mm-hmm. team probably has a full hand, a full deck to to play from at the moment. But uh, and like in in a county like Cavan, you need to have uh, all your players available to you when you're playing Division One football. Uh, if you get all your players available to you for a number of years and you manage to stay at Division 1 football then what you'll find is after a number of years you don't need all your players because the other lads have accustomed, become accustomed to the level and everybody is suddenly natural training at that level yeah, competing within the group at that they're, level they're, their natural baseline is suddenly raised and uh, it can get them over over, uh, over the line in more games you know yeah I I, I I'm reluctant to, to, to jump into it too much because I thought that Mickey or that, that Mickey Graham might put Martin Riley on to Peter Hart the last day. But who do you think, we'll start with you, Paul, should pick up Conor McManus? Faulkner. Yeah. Or did Killian Clark. Did maybe. McManus not leave injured in one of the games? Is he down to play even? I don't know. Did he finish the. Did he come off in. No, he, fin- he played the Kerry game. The player I'm worried yeah. about yeah, is, o- is O'Hanlon. Yeah, well, we'll finish off at. Who, if. if if McManus is playing Faulkner the right match or do you bring Killian Clark back in Killian Clark is probably a better a better match than him Faulkner Killian Clark just has slightly better acceleration I think and, and McManus's acceleration is, is, is exceptional he gets separation so easy and he doesn't need to run very long then you know once he has separation once he has separation once he gets that ball and he turns out towards the right, the right wing right so he gets the ball and he turns you know, he, he pivots, let's say, with his right his right leg is closer to the, to the right sideline as he's facing yeah. back towards the Cavan goal. So he runs out, wins that ball, turns around. And he once he has that separation, he shoots. He doesn't need to take it on and run. And that's, like, Faulkner has that, that great top-end speed, but I think Clark has, has a little bit of ex- acceleration. Now, I'd, I'd have to nearly have trained with the guys to be <laughs> to be accurately saying that, but that's my, my, my gut instinct when I watch them playing. Therefore, I, I'd have I'd have Clark on him. 
Faulkner done a great job on him in Castle Blaney f- two yeah, years ago. F- Faulkner definitely marks better though. Clark sometimes seems to get in front of his player and lose sight of his man. Uh, and F- Faulkner is definitely de- more specialized man yeah, marker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as as someone looking on, I feel that if I could grab Killian Clark and bring him in there and coach him a couple of things, that ultimately the p- his peak could 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 be higher. Uh, based on on that acceleration, but like Faulkner, I, I think I've been so impressed with Faulkner this year. I think he's yeah. having an absolute yeah. brilliant year. He's been Cavan's probably best player so far. You, for me. You've muted about uh, O'Hanlon to us in the past. I, I, I've been talking about this guy <laughs> since we, he was even on anybody's radar. Like I, I, so just to give you a bit of context, I first came across this fellow coaching basketball. I was coaching a, a schools team. I took it over and. It was an under-19 game, and this guy was 15 or so, and I th- it was a- A's schools basketball, and I went to their coach afterwards, and I said, who is this fella? I said, this is the best basketball player I've seen in across all the A teams that we, we, we'd gone and played, and your man was like, oh, that's Stephen O'Hanlon, oh, he's on the Irish under-16 team. So O'Hanlon went off on, on a scholarship to, to play college basketball in America. How right? hard is it to get one of those? Well, you got to think, America is a country of 450 million people. Now, they have 337, I think it is, Division One basketball teams, and then they have a whole host of Division Two and Division Three. I don't know was he had a Division One program, Division Two, or Division Three program, but to get a, a collegiate scholarship in America, everybody with any bit of athletic talent is trying to get a collegiate scholarship because s- fees in America are, are so uh, outrageously big. So, like, for an Irish person to get a, co- a collegiate scholarship, you're talking maybe one person a year will get one. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Maybe two might might get one. Uh, in basketball alone, or in basketball, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, right. yeah, yeah. Someone might get one in golf. Someone might get, like athletics. You know, but yeah. in, in basketball, to get a collegiate scholarship, it's uh, they might pull one or two people off the Irish team. They might pull one, five or six off the Spanish basketball team. Like they're, they'll, they'll go around and try. Plus, he, plus, he's not he's not six ten. Either. I was just going to say that he is only five foot eight or whatever it is. You know, five foot nine. So. He he would have got to train more or less as a professional out there for a, a couple of years, and he, he came back. I think he's in minutes at the moment doing a master's or his deg- finishing off his degree. Would have been pressure on him to go into to the county senior panel for a number of years, and he he, he just wasn't really that interested. What age is he? He's only twenty. I think he was under twenty one last. He scored two eleven in the in the Monaghan Division One under twenty one final last year. Two seven yeah. from play. Right. He's twenty twenty one last year sometime. Was he sick? <laughs> he missed a couple <laughs> so that was my first time coming across him then I came across him playing football and I was like Who, who's this fella he was lightning quick a few years later yeah a few years later when I was playing football I was injured and I was at a Bally Bay game and I was going Jesus like my my introduction to football, club football at Monaghan just seemed to be like who's that guy who's that guy who's that guy and uh, third game into the league I remember lo- looking at uh, th- this fella running around and I was like Jesus they, what, where are all these players coming out if these guys were in Cavan I was like they'd all be on the on the county panel and uh, he knew then he was his acceleration is is elite like it is really 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 just you have to see it when, when Johnny Cooper landed and he doesn't necessarily maybe look like he's running very hard but Jesus he's covering the ground with every stride when Johnny Cooper landed and he, O'Hanlon set up that goal or scored that goal in, in the in the Monaghan game first round of the league yeah and they were like oh Johnny Cooper looks like he's injured I think the commentator said or something something funny was said and I was there going 
Johnny Cooper landed and you could see on Johnny Cooper's face that he was like, what is going on? <laughs> what? And they after said, this is, <laughs> I'm only back from holiday. <laughs> and they're after sending the human bullet out. Fast forward's <laughs> coming on to me here. <laughs> you, could, you could see it on his face and, and he, he was pulling away from him and it, it was just literally, he, he was caught unawares. And I'm, I'm really curious, like if Monin get to the Super 8s and they get to play in Crow Park, it, and it's a funny, it's a funny one, right? He's a goal machine, and you might say he scored two eleven. He's not necessary. He's not a brilliant point scorer, but he is. He's 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 a man that can, you know, get a player just burst through people, to land and be gone, go go through two people, try to rifle the ball into the goals. But he, he's not necessarily maybe real composed on the ball, where he might just be yeah. like slipping one in under the keeper here. It's like power, power, power. Everything is just bang and boom and hit it as hard as he can. And you know, if he if he could develop his game a bit more, I I think he, he like in terms of his finishing, just in terms of his, he doesn't maybe realize how much time he's created for himself sometimes, where yeah. he could actually slow down and go. He, he does tend to go around the keeper a lot. <laughs> he can go around the keeper and slip the ball into an empty net. No one can. He reminds me of your man Jigger O'Connor, the Donegal corner forward. He seems to be going off the scene there. Yeah, Derek O'Connor was. Yeah, he seems to be better than him. But it, but when he, I remember when he was seventeen or eighteen, they were talk. They were talking about him. Only he's small, though. He's only like five six, but he was an absolute rocket, and he would score more goals than points. So so who picks up O'Hanlon on the Cavan side? Well, it it depends where they play him. Like <coughs> I I would have remember looking at him and thinking Monaghan should probably be playing him. Like I don't think him and McManus should be playing in the same line. The, the same line. Uh, and he, him playing ahead of McManus could actually free up McManus a little bit because he, he, your, your sweeper, if you're, if you're playing with the sweeper, as most teams do around McManus, he nearly has to be attracted to him. Um, or vice versa, like McManus, McManus play in front of him and have him play inside because then McManus will take the sweeper with him yeah. and McManus can turn and send the ball into him and then he, he could be one-on-one. So I, I really, d- I don't know where O'Rourke has played him this year. I think he played him, I saw, th- I saw five minutes of the Kerry game. Wing forward. Wing forward, yeah. So... I don't know if that's. I don't. It's not. I wouldn't say it's his best position. It's probably he plays it in the full forward line, or he plays centre forward. Like they're they're the two places where he's probably at his at his most explosive and at his mm-hmm. best. Who picks him up? Well, I mean, it, it's a it's a it has to be a team effort. Someone has to be marking him, and someone has to be trying to deny space. Tr- deny space, yeah. Jason McLaughlin is probably well, he, top of the list. He's top of the list. Or yeah. somebody coming back like someone like Jason would mark up well with him. He's he's not the biggest. He's not the heaviest. Uh, you know he doesn't like someone who's going to mark him really close. He like he can get quite narky. I mean he he got he, that's right. He was sent yeah, off in round two against Ross Common. Yeah, so he can get kind of if if someone is on him and is in his face and facing him and moving, you know and Really, really p- bringing the heat on it. Uh, so Killian the Gunner. <laughs> oh, Killian the Gunner would probably... F- well, would Killian play that way? Killian might face the ball a bit more, would he? Is Killian fit? No. No, I don't think he's he's fit to go. But he is... He, he's that sort of aggressive man, marker that he'll, he'll turn away and ignore the ball if he has to. Yeah. You know, that's... But definitely somebody, for, for want of a better phrase, a bit of a tramp to mark him. <laughs> <laughs> you could always do I, I I think any team will benefit from having at least one tramp on mm. it that will <laughs> literally go out and just do what has to be done you know is that what your t- team talking to Mullerhorn before they head out no <laughs> <laughs> the team talk there is that's only one we only 
Um, right, well, we, we, lads, we'll wrap it up here. We'll go with, with, with prediction time. Prediction time. Back uh, before Calvin played Galway, the night before, Mark Farley, Killing Care, who's a listener to the podcast and um, good Calvin supporter. Funny man, Mark. He, he was down in, in Galway and he put this up on Twitter. Him and a few of his mates were having a few pints and they picked a, an, an All Ireland 15. And they had five modern players on it. They had, I think, they had Began, Boat Wileys, uh, which you'd be happy about, Mickey. Would you be raging about them? Um, <laughs> I think Ryan's Con- excellent. Conor McLe- <laughs> <laughs> Just a dig. No, it, was, it wasn't Ryan. It was the other guy. Isn't there a third brother? Is Brent. Brent. I know <laughs> ah, it was Ryan. I think it was Ryan. Um, they had McManus, and I think they had Carl O'Connell. And the funny thing was, they had, they picked five modern players on the All Ireland team. And yet they all said Cavan would beat Monaghan in the league. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that's, hilarious. That's the boys from Balls, Fido. <laughs> so I'm not. Go- I'm not going to predict Cavan to beat Monaghan. I I really was convinced that we beat Roscommon, um, and I, I couldn't see us beating Tyrone, and I just can't see us beating Monaghan. I, I just can't see it. I think that we'll be in the game. We'll definitely be well in the game when it's coming down the home stretch. But I haven't seen Cavan closing out a big big game. In, apart from maybe the league game against Tyrone a couple of years ago but when it's in the mix I haven't seen this Cavan team closing out a big game yet um, and you know, what, I hope what league game wrong. against Tyrone a couple of oh, sorry, years ago against Mayo against Mayo, Mayo. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they closed that one out well but yeah. other than that but that was a big game for Cavan I don't know if it was as big for Mayo yeah it? that's true yeah, it was. but this the, the thing about this game is it's equally <laughs> big for both Cavan and Monaghan and I spoke to Dick Clark and he's going to be on the Die Hard podcast later in the week and he said to me Monaghan's best performances in the last 10 years have come on their backs to the wall he said when Monaghan play badly it's when there's a bit of complacency here there's not much on the line but so when their backs to the wall they generally come out with a big performance which you can't argue it no he's right he's so right, I, yeah. I think Monaghan will win the game by a couple of points Mr Hannan what's your call? Uh, well I'd li- like to see the teams first like uh, <laughs> if, if Manus isn't playing if he is injured I don't know where that idea came from. I feel like someone just mentioned it to me during the week or something. But I've been dreaming of it. And possibly, <laughs> yeah, every Gavin man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I, I think so, this. Look, if it's real, it's a if it's a real tight tight game. I'd be saying I can see Rory Beckham coming up and putting the ball over the bar from fifty five meters and Monaghan Monaghan winning it by a couple of points. But uh, you know, if Cavan. Cavan had Garoud McKernan and Keevan. I, I just think it, 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 this could be this could have been could have been their time. But I'm going to have to agree with Paul. I think I think Monaghan will just have enough. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I think they will. Yeah, hope we're mm-hmm. wrong. It's, it's I, I, just even looking on it. My my prediction is based on on two points. You can only predict on current form. Cavan's latest evidence of form was the second half display against Tyrone, which was very poor. Monaghan's latest evidence on form was a good enough display against Kerry up until the last 10 minutes when they, Kerry just ran away from them a little bit. But there, there was a better overall display by Monaghan in Kerry than there was by Cavan in Oma. Um, so Monaghan get the nod on that one. And the second one is, I think Monaghan's squad is closer to full full strength a lot closer to full strength than Cavan. I'm I'm struggling to think anybody on the Monaghan squad that wasn't available um, for the, the the Kerry game. Anybody of note, like you had Vinnie Corey was back. You had Hughes. You had McManus. You had you know you had all all the big names were all there 
I, I don't think that anybody was really missing from from the squad. So I think Cavan with a full squad, Mona with a full squad becomes a very, very close game. But Cavan missing probably our best player in Garod McKiernan and probably our best prospect of an inside forward in Quavian O'Reilly going to be too much. I, I, I we're always talking about the fans who aren't there. The worst mm. game, this is our fifth game. We haven't had Quavian or Garod since the first game, any game. So... Like it's about time we set up and got a result here. But you, what? What? Yeah. What happened? All, all those games were in, well, outside of the throne game. Th- all the games, th- two games, the other games that they lost were in the melting pot, and they didn't have the quality to get them over the line. Maybe. Yeah. And that's you, know? you see, you'll stop talking about the players you're missing when the players that are there nullify yeah. that 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 statement when they but come out and, and leave it to the point that you're not looking around going, well, who's going to get these scores? Who's going to step up here? The reality is that Cavan are not a hard team to beat, but the top teams or the Division One teams don't view Cavan as as a difficult team to beat. No. They, well, they 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 would probably think that if we're in the game with ten minutes to go, we'll be the ones to win it because that's has been the case whenever Cavan have played a Division One team for the most part. If Ka- mm. even if Cavan, but until, until they start, they have to earn the right to be viewed. That's my point. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. They exactly. They haven't earned it. Yet. Absolutely. And and the bookmakers have it. I think currently nine to four, four to nine. Is mm. it? You know so. That, that said, when push comes to shove, I'll be back in Cavan. <laughs> Don't <laughs> I, <thought. laughs> I need to get this Cheltenham money back. Yeah, speaking of Cheltenham money, it's time for you to go and take a look at the form for tomorrow, Paul. So thanks a million, folks, for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Don't forget to head on over to patreon.com, where earlier in the week I caught up with the Cavan ladies manager, James Daly, and he revealed it ups and downs of uh, of being a Cavan ladies football manager and uh, we'll also have a further preview podcast on Patreon where Dick Clerken and a Cavan player will join us yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Cavan yeah. was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time and then the cave and it's over the last and are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Calvin. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah!